Chapter 16 Roller Coaster Gwen didn't look to be in the right sort of mood for August to take control, but that was exactly when August liked to. He'd had an idea in mind, since the beginning, really, but certainly over the last couple of weeks. It had happened when Gwen left him access into his inner rooms, and he'd gone snooping through everything, mentally cataloging what he could use to escape, not much, what he could use to aggravate Gwen, a great deal, and what he could use for purposes of personal enjoyment, also a great deal. He'd found the wooden box of sounds buried underneath about six inches of paperwork. He didn't understand the paperwork side of things. He didn't remember having to do much at all when he'd been king. But then, he surmised, that was perhaps why he was in his current situation and Gwen was still gainfully employed by his court. But then again, he wasn't quite so inept in all things. He had thought it might take years before he could claw back any semblance of power. And now, in less than a year, his status was capital, and the king of the Seely Court was letting him push at his limits. And that tasted very good indeed. He'd hidden the box of sounds under Gwen's bed. He bided his time. Older Fay always talked about the rise and the fall of power, that it was a natural cycle the older one became. It was likely arrogant to think so, but his fall hadn't lasted nearly as long as he thought it would. When Gwen had come back from his meeting with the rest of his court, he'd been aggravated and stressed. He tasted like sparks of electricity in the air, burnt gases, and August had opened his mouth to that before Gwen had entered his room. It was metallic and appealing. He had an aversion to iron, like most Fay, but it was the only thing he could compare Gwen's aura to. And he didn't have an aversion to Gwen. Not any more, anyway. Mostly. Getting the drop on Gwen was easy. Gwen was bigger and stronger, trained with military precision. But August knew more about the art of ambush and a body's pressure points than anybody reasonably should. He was, after all, trained by Flurry the Mouse Maiden, who had been an expert in pressure point combat, and he made a struggling Gwen go limp against the pain of a fingernail digging hard into a pressure point under his ear, and another underneath his collarbone. Gwen hissed angrily, and August applied more pressure smirking when he sensed his attitude shift. "'Do you have anywhere you need to be for the next few hours?' August purred, and then twisted his fingernail hard into the pressure point at Gwen's collarbone. Gwen jerked from the pain, pale blue eyes widening. "'I don't particularly care either way,' August said. "'If you've got any engagements later, you're going to miss them.' "'Get off me,' Gwen rasped, body twisting to try and ease the paralyzing pressure." I didn't agree to this. August had sentences of reply waiting. He always did. There were always things he wanted to say. But instead, he bit at the side of Gwen's face, following the movement as Gwen tried to shift away. He tasted more of that burnt, crackling energy under the surface, and Gwen exhaled hard when he felt August's teeth scrape against his skin. His body yielded minutely, even though his mind was still playing catch-up. I'm tying you up today, August said and Gwen flinched. August moved his finger away from Gwen's collarbone, and Gwen didn't move. It was easy, then, to smile in satisfaction. Resistance would likely be token from here on in. Gwen's expression remained mutinous as August stood and told him to take his clothes off, and he stayed locked in the same surly expression as he did as asked, stripping with a quiet efficiency. 
Gwen was ashamed of many things, but it turned out his body wasn't one of them. Not that he has anything to be ashamed about there. And when August told him to lie down on the bed, on his back, Gwen shook his head as though he was engaging in a huge waste of time. August indulged these petty rebellions, because it dragged out the moment nicely, and because Gwen was still lying down on the bed as asked. Gwen would submit properly soon enough, and they both knew it. Why put in effort when it would come naturally with time? It wasn't that August was lazy, so much as he preferred the path of least resistance. Gwen made things so difficult most of the time, that when August finally had a margin of control back, he wanted it to be easy. Easy for him, anyway. Because I have my priorities in order. August tied Gwen quietly. He could taunt if he wanted to, but again, he didn't see the point. Best to save the most aggravating statements for when Gwen was fully secure. It amused him how unhelpful Gwen was. He didn't raise his limbs to the ties like many others who were submissive would, making August lift each wrist and ankle. He glowered the entire time, even though in all other ways he was unresisting. Sometimes annoying Gwen was the best part of his entire day. When August tied Gwen's last remaining limb, his wrist, Gwen tensed slightly. He shifted against the ties, testing them in a way that appeared subtle to no one else but Gwen. August turned away to hide his smile, and stripped off his clothing. Since being able to order fabrics and clothing through the troves, he was back to wearing the fashion he preferred, the water-wicking fabric of the water-fay, that never became damp no matter how wet his hair was. He was back to button-up shirts and pants fashioned after the modern cuts of what Ash wore, except in fay fabrics. It was the little things that Gwen had unknowingly granted him that helped his stability, his sense that he was doing just fine. Captivity was a bump in the road, but he had lived a long time, and he knew that nothing lasted forever. August turned back to watch Gwen actually straining at the ties. He looked Gwen up and down, a measuring, confident look that Gwen caught and then scowled at. August fingered the gag he'd pulled out of his pocket, resting it on the bed. He'd become more familiar with experiencing gags personally, thanks to Gwen, and had decided this was one favor he definitely wanted to return. Gwen shouldn't have done anything to him that he didn't want to receive in return, because August had memorized everything. Couldn't not, really. And he could always trump Gwen's casual, reckless cruelty with his own deliberate, sadistic malice. August bent easily and slid the box of sounds out from under the bed, screening them with his body so that Gwen couldn't tell what he had. Wouldn't guess, either. Didn't have a mind that worked fast enough. Likely hadn't guessed that August would ferret out everything about him. Trusted too easily for someone who had been a competent king for so long. August straddled Gwen's hips so that he was facing his feet, amazed that he had managed to stay silent for so long. Perhaps the bondage had him on edge. And so it should, Gwen, August thought. Honestly, trusting your captive like this, aren't you intriguing? He placed the wooden box by Gwen's torso and waited for Gwen to see it, realize what it was, and then... No, Gwen said sharply. Something else. August smiled wider, tucked hair behind his ear to get it out of the way. He twisted slightly and looked over his shoulder. Worried about injury? Even you could manage it well enough under my guidance, and I am far, far gentler than you are. Gwen strained against the ties, arms bulging. He used the force to raise his head and neck up, shaking his head. I'm not interested in this. He sounded almost convincing, but then didn't he always? 
Gwen and earnestness went hand in hand. August turned back and splayed both of his palms on Gwen's thighs, scraping fingernails upwards, painting lines of sensation. He repeated the gesture again, and again, and Gwen sagged back down again, whole body shifting as his shoulders stopped straining against the ties. There, August thought, token resistance. I didn't think I was interested either, August said, stroking a finger down the box, but I changed my mind. I want to return the favor. You'll like it. And you forget, I have done this far more times than you, and to far more fay. August, Gwen said quietly, I'm serious. Anything else? Not this. August rolled his eyes, imagined the frown directed at his back, and carefully unhooked the latch of the box. It was a quiet, audible snick, and Gwen was straining at his bonds again, tugging them repeatedly. August, Gwen said, and August responded by lifting out the vial of lubricant and one of the long metal sounds. August, I can't do this today. Just today? Why today? Do tell, August said, clipping the box closed and shifting it down the bed, where Gwen couldn't knock it off easily. Any day, August. Gwen had said his name four times already, trying to command his attention, to work his will. Do you not understand how being tied up works? August said smoothly, turning around and raising his eyebrows at Gwen's look of concern. The expression on Gwen's face shifted from worry to an angular rebellion. August Akushka, I formally revoke your status of... August shifted with speed, slamming his palm against Gwen's mouth and grabbing the gag with his other hand, using deft experience to shift his hand away and wrap the gag in place without Gwen being able to finish his sentence. Gwen's eyes widened, and he stared at August like he couldn't believe this was happening, which, more the fool Gwen, really. August couldn't decide if he was disappointed that Gwen seemed so quick to keep extending measures of trust, or if he personally enjoyed reminding Gwen that perhaps he shouldn't be so free to extend it. Both, perhaps. August laughed softly, masking his own anger at how easily and casually Gwen had started to revoke his status as capital Fay. That expression on Gwen's face was perfect. Surprised. Betrayed. You never listened to me, Gwen. All of those times I asked you to stop, to do something different, to wait. When you think about it, this is positively tame by comparison. I won't hurt you, really. I just want you to feel uncomfortable. But this causes no lasting damage, unlike you forcing liver down my throat. Or your cock, for that matter. I suppose that didn't cause lasting damage, but what can I say? I have a long, vengeful memory. August turned around again, presenting his back to Gwen's face, picking up the lubricant and the sound. He lubricated the sound quickly and easily, listening with some satisfaction to the sounds of dissent that Gwen was trying, ineffectively, to push through his gag. He tugged so hard at the ties at one point that his entire body bunched, and August just shook his head. Please don't insult me. I know how to tie someone up. A pleading sound in response to that, followed by a heavily muffled sound of frustration. Gwen went still when August started applying extra lube to the tip of his cock. He was limp in his hand, but he expected that, and it made things easier anyway. Best that Gwen didn't slip into his oversexed, rutting frame of mind during this. He'd end up hurting himself. He could have dragged it out, but aside from quickly circling the cold metal around the head of Gwen, he didn't see the point. Better to get to the part where discomfort shifted to that uncertain undoing, that detonation of pleasure. Gwen made a shocked sound of protest when August tilted the cold metal of the sound down into a slit, but he didn't move. When August pushed, lightly, 
watching a centimeter of metal disappear, Gwen started shaking. He began to strain at his ties again, and August ignored him, concentrating on what he was doing. He had expected more muffled protests at this point, but Gwen had already been quieter than usual when he'd come in, so perhaps he didn't have as many words available to him as usual. Maybe he'd poured them all out during the meeting and needed to recharge his inner dictionary. August stopped pushing when he met resistance, and held everything still with one hand for at least a solid minute, using his other to smooth along Gwen's thigh, tracing tense musculature, curling his fingers along his hip. "'It takes time, Gwen,' August offered, far more than Gwen had ever offered him. "'The discomfort eases. We both know I'm not actually hurting you, so the sooner you relax, the better.' August moved the sound up and down, slight shifts, and Gwen was still pulling on the ties, kicking up more of a fuss than August expected. "'Pressure again,' August warned, surprised at himself for saying as much. He pushed down gently, watching carefully as more of the sound disappeared. Gwen, behind him, proved that his own bed was as finely crafted as it looked, resisting the solid, sudden bursts of force as Gwen tugged hard. "'Probably designed it with his battering-ram style of what he calls fucking in mind. Idiot.' There was always a point where gravity and the weight of the sound worked in such a way that pushing was no longer necessary, and August felt that moment, and smiled to himself, because that normally meant pleasure soon. It would blur the lines between what was uncomfortable, what felt good. He waited until the sound seated itself naturally, and then twisted it in place, attuned to Gwen's shaking as it increased in strength. He caught the sounds of hitched breathing, increasing with regularity, and flicked the sound at the tip of his fingernail sending vibrations moving down it. "'Are you crying, Gwen?' August said softly, not turning around. "'Already. That's quick, even for you.' August moved the sound more, up and down, only a little. No more than a centimeter was enough. He twisted it. He tapped the tip with his fingernail, sending rhythmic vibrations down it. And then he realized that the sound was moving quite easily, and it was past time for the next size up. He withdrew the sound slowly, but evenly, curious that Gwen wasn't erect yet. After all, it was Gwen. He put the sound down, twisted around, ready to say something along the lines of how the next size up might help, another twenty taunts waiting on the tip of his tongue, and then paused. Gwen was staring up blankly at the ceiling, eyes bloodshot and crying, and rhythmically shaking with sobs that he, for whatever reason, refused to voice but it was that blank, upward blue stare that was the most disturbing. Gwen had checked out at some point, and didn't look like he was interested in coming back. He didn't seem to have noticed that August had stopped, and he certainly didn't seem to have noticed that he was being looked at. That was someone who was practicing anywhere but here. A cold chill of self-recrimination moved through him, and he clenched his teeth to find himself caught in this situation. That was not the face of someone who was simply ashamed of enjoying himself, not someone who would eventually come around. And if he hadn't come around now, he wasn't going to. August turned back quickly, opened the sounding box, and pursed his lips when Gwen flinched beneath him, no doubt imagining the next size up was following. August quietly cleaned the sound on the cloth in the box, and then placed the cloth, the sound, and the lubricant back in the box before clipping it closed. He took a deep breath, another, and then shifted so that he could shove the box under the bed again where Gwen couldn't see it. And would likely burn it later. A shame. Those sounds were finally made. He then turned properly, so that he was straddling Gwen and facing him, 
hands flat on his chest. He watched. He waited. Aside from closing his eyes, Gwen gave no other acknowledgment. August reached up and untied one of his wrists, biting the inside of his lip as he did so. He expected the gag to be ripped off, the revocation of status, perhaps, a quick untying of the rest of his limbs, something like revenge. He didn't know what Gwen would do with his free hand, but it wasn't likely to be good. As soon as Gwen's wrist was freed, he threw his forearm over his face, hiding his eyes from August, fingers curling into a fist by the side of his head. He didn't even remove the gag. Not good at all, actually. August, you wretch. That he couldn't predict Gwen's reactions was the most disturbing part. He had pushed Faye too far before, especially early on, when he was still learning how much power he wielded over others, and discovered that brute force broke a person far slower than measured sophistication did. And he was usually adept at bringing people back. There was no point in doing what he did with others, without knowing what to do when he pushed too far. But Gwen wasn't responding as he'd expected. He furrowed his brow and rubbed Gwen's chest thinking what to do next. August reached up and untied the gag when it became obvious that Gwen had either forgotten he was wearing it, or, worse, didn't see the point in taking it off any more. It was soaked with saliva, tears, and he dropped it to the side of the bed, wrinkling his face in disgust as he did. Gwen's lips thinned into a frown, surprise, surprise, but other than that, he didn't shift. The forearm stayed over his eyes, his fingers stayed curled into a fist. The curl of worry within August strengthened, and he briefly rubbed a hand over his face in frustration. So, August said, on a half-smile, are you going to revoke my status now, or later? Gwen didn't respond. Obviously later, then. It wasn't in his nature to self-recriminate. His general method of dealing with mistakes was to acknowledge them, sometimes, and then decide he was going to behave differently in the future sometimes, and then to let go of the guilt and accept that he could do nothing about the past. Usually he bypassed the first two steps and went straight to letting go of the guilt. But this... He was reminded, abruptly, of the last time he'd been overly cutting with his brother. Ash didn't mind banter, didn't mind August's sense of humor, but August had been in an increasingly vicious mood towards the end of his reign, and Ash had been caught in the crossfire one evening. After that, August had bent over backwards for several days, trying to make sure that everything was okay between them. Clearly not. Gwen, August said softly, reaching up and smearing tears between his fingers, and because his cock was an asshole and uninterested in anything except its own pleasure, he remained unstintingly hard. Crying turned him on. It always had. Gwen, we've stopped. I'm not doing it any more. I know you're an idiot, but surely you've noticed that we've stopped. Gwen took a deep, shuddering breath in response to that, and still wouldn't remove his forearm from his eyes. August didn't see the point in demanding it, because it would be a waste of breath. Gwen was beyond listening. August shifted, bowed his spine, and lowered his lips to Gwen's chest, watching all the while. He tasted the penny salt of Gwen's sweat on his tongue, licked his way downwards, using fingers and palms to smooth the contours of muscles to trace the lines of nerves. One of the upsides of learning about a person's pressure points, it alerted one to the possibility of sensitive areas. And long, long ago, he'd had the opportunity to learn many of Gwen's. 
he kept his eyes on gwen the entire time and then narrowed them when he saw the fist unclench not fully not much at all but a shifting of his fingers that meant that the fist was loosely held he was going to take that as a good sign given that gwen wasn't giving him much else he was in unknown territory he had mistakenly assumed that gwen was always and would forever be predictable he knew more about his history now knew about many of his hang-ups he had not expected sounding to be one of them not at all what did i miss he shimmied down gwen until he was straddling his upper thighs and wrapped a hand around him freezing when gwen flinched again gwen did i hurt you gwen didn't respond and august clenched his teeth together he needed a response to the question gwen i don't mean figuratively or metaphorically i mean literally did i actually hurt you does this my hand around you does this cause you physical pain a long moment of no communication so long that august had almost given up expecting any sort of response at all right at the moment he was about to call it a day gwen shook his head minutely he would have eaten his own mane at the thought that he'd done any physical damage not likely he was better than an accident like that but knowing that august's hand around him was causing gwen discomfort mental discomfort was not reassuring the sounding had done a number on him and august realized he never should have faced away from gwen he would have realized sooner he could have shut everything down or figured out a new direction a few months ago he would have wanted this reaction but things changed and august changed with them he stroked the side of gwen's ribs with his free hand as he started a slow easy rhythm with his other gwen's hand by his face relaxed further though not by much his breathing deepened but august was stunned at how long it was taking him to get hard his mind unhelpfully kept saying things like but it's gwen for the love of all that is holy i assumed that even if he was dead his cock still wouldn't be broken august abruptly realized that he wasn't interested in this any more he'd untie gwen make a hasty exit hope that gwen discovered his anger at the situation much later and perhaps he'd even stretch himself preemptively just in case because he dealt with that side of gwen before too i'm going to stop i don't know who to be more embarrassed for at the moment he withdrew his hand and gwen shifted the fingers by his face flexed august waited breath still somewhere in the bottom of his lungs don't stop gwen said uncharacteristically meek august resisted the urge to slap that tone of voice right out of him and grasped gwen again instead establishing a firmer rhythm one that was still much lighter than anything gwen would think to use but was insistent gwen's forearm was still over his eyes and it frustrated august to no end wondering if he was looking up if his eyes were closed if he was still crying gwen hardened quickly after that and august had an idea a wonderful idea except that he didn't know if gwen still kept lubricant under his pillow just like he kept it in other strategic locations throughout his home even august didn't keep as much lubricant on hand and that was saying something really august reached up underneath the pillow and bared his teeth when he found it good to know some things are still predictable he thought he slicked gwen up easily and didn't bother preparing himself because loath as he was to admit it he'd come to appreciate the stretch of gwen and perhaps because as much as he thought self-recrimination was a waste of everyone's time maybe he would find the guilt easier to let go of if he hurt a little bit first he raised himself up over gwen positioned him with his hand sunk down slowly slower than he'd ever done so in the past with gwen 
and he tilted his head back at the sensation of it, at the stretch and the heat. He liked slow. He liked it so much that he was constantly aware of having to speed things up for the sake of others. People wanted to be broken, they had a deadline, but August had all the patience for slow and steady. And with Gwen far more passive than usual, he had a rare chance at it now. August made that initial penetration last minutes, lowering himself millimeter by millimeter, canting his hips to get the angle right. He kept an eye on Gwen through lidded eyes, mostly focused on the hand by his face and how it flexed in response to August moving down upon him. But he caught other minute signs, the visible pulse thumping at his neck, the way his lips shifted. His mouth had opened for a second and then closed again. August couldn't help the small sound that he made when Gwen rubbed over his prostate, and he paused, shaking, awash with sensation. If he ever had to direct someone in a lesson on how to break him apart, he'd recommend slowness first. It tuned all of his senses, his concentration leapt up towards it, and turned it into a bonfire of awareness. Gwen was, usually, rough and crude and violent. It was those things which had allowed August to stay sane and collected. Thank goodness for Gwen and his crass understanding of what breaking people actually entailed. Not that he could talk right now. August rose slowly, lowered himself, and that point of contact where Gwen brushed over his prostate was so perfect that he moaned softly. His eyes fell closed for some seconds, spine tingling and his arms growing lax. When he opened his eyes again, Gwen had rolled his forearm up onto his forehead, and was watching August quietly, considering. "'Fancy seeing you here,' August said, gently, and Gwen swallowed. His eyes dropped down, back up again, taking in all of August and August smirked when he felt Gwen's cock twitch inside of him. Of all the things to bring him back, it would be this. No matter, I can put on a show. August trailed the fingers of his own hand down his chest and ribs, lowering himself at the same time, until Gwen was fully sheathed inside of him, hard and inescapably present. He curled fingers around his own erection and tugged languidly, exhaling slowly when Gwen licked his lips, blinked with a curious, relaxed focus. August started rising and falling on his legs, a measured, steady pace that angled well against his prostate and left him hungry and moaning on every downstroke. This was far, far better than he was used to lately. His eyes fluttered closed, and he became lost in sensations that twined up inside of him. A fire lit green and orange behind his eyes and spilled sparks down the center of him. That was very nice. August stilled when he felt a large hand curl around his hips, and looked down to see Gwen's fingers, splayed and anchoring, right there. He expected everything to change, felt a pang of regret that it would be over so quickly, because once rediscovered, he knew he wouldn't be allowed this pace again for some time. Possibly ever. Untie my other hand, Gwen ordered, and August swallowed. Here we go, say farewell to a reasonable pace and hello to the juggernaut. Just perfect. August leaned forward and made a sound of surprise when Gwen canted his hips up with the movement, keeping August anchored. He felt flooded with heat suddenly, pleased that Gwen had participated, shocked at his own response. He hesitated for only a couple of seconds, and then quickly untied his other wrist, grimacing when he saw how raw Gwen had rubbed it. It wasn't like he'd used shackles or manacles. It was just fabric. Yes, surprise, he really didn't like you raping him with a sound. That's clever of you. August leaned back again and took a deep breath when Gwen's other hand rested on his other hip, 
fingers digging in. August waited for Gwen to take the lead, but nothing happened. He opened his eyes, and Gwen was watching him, a strange, curious hunger in his eyes. "'Go on,' Gwen said, and August felt something alarming like trepidation move through his body. It was his own fault. He had wanted slow. He had wanted that peak of concentration that left him more sensitive to everything. He'd done this to himself. Even those two words from Gwen left him harder, and he bit the inside of his cheek, because hadn't this started out with Gwen being the vulnerable one? And, if he took in the measure of Gwen's face, the man still wasn't okay. Not even close. What a fucked-up mess you've turned this into. August raised himself up off Gwen slowly, and then lowered himself, and Gwen didn't try and speed him up, though his fingers tightened. He didn't do anything except that, just as August began to hit bottom, he dug his fingers in and pushed up firmly, managing to get deeper, and the angle was so good that August's head dropped forwards and he braced one hand on Gwen's stomach, huffing out a breath of air. He tried to gather his wits about him, but was distracted by fingers alternating pressure at his sides. "'Keep going,' Gwen said, and August nodded, because, really, he had no intention of stopping. Surprisingly, Gwen kept to August's pace. He only added small but appreciated additions. The extra push at the end, fingers that would dig in and then stroke reassuringly and then dig in hard, leaving August certain he'd have multiple bruises on both sides of his hips for days to come. And every time Gwen kept to the slow pace but pushed, invasive, inside of him, demanding more space, more room, it stole every one of August's unfurling breaths until it was shuddering and close and a collection of sparks. It wasn't a side of himself many got to see, and it wasn't a side of himself he wanted many to see. Indeed, still wasn't sure he wanted Gwen to see it. But after all he'd done, after shoving Gwen so far off the brink of the abyss he wasn't sure exactly how to get him back again, he felt like he owed him something of himself. It wasn't like Gwen would ever be deft enough to use it himself, the power of slow, of patience. He kept his eyes on Gwen's as the sensation started to overtake him. As, hypersensitized, he became nothing more than a lightning rod of sensory feedback. Gwen had been occasionally looking down to where their bodies met, but as time passed, he looked only at August's face, watching his expressions, shivering or twitching or clenching his hands when August betrayed himself by crying out regularly, close and yet far away, full and not nearly as in control as Gwen probably thought he was. He knew from previous experience that if he added enough sparks to the mess inside of him, he would just spill over, usually with no warning, and this time proved no different. A flash of tension raced through him, and that was all the notice he got before he started to come, striping Gwen's chest with liquid heat, and his mind collapsing into a dense blackness, like that found at the bottom of the deepest lakes. He gasped his way through, grounded by Gwen still hard inside of him, hands at his hips, and he had the briefest of moments where he was suddenly struck by how still and stable Gwen was being for him, how oddly alert and not angry, before he bowed his head fully and was lost. The first thing he became aware of when he started to concentrate again was, of all things, Gwen still hard inside of him. He shifted uncertainly, because this was definitely not something he associated with Gwen. Not at all. He looked up, frowning. "'Should I take care of this for you?' August purred deliberately, to mask what he was actually feeling. "'No,' Gwen said. "'Thank you.' "'No, thank you.' Gwen's forehead was furrowed, not with confusion at his own request to not come, which August would definitely have understood, 
but with something approaching apprehension. August rose on his knees and turned easily, untying each of Gwen's ankles. When that was done, he crawled back up the bed, bracing his arms on either side of Gwen's shoulders, looking down at him. Get angry, Gwen. I find the sight of you incredibly dull. Gwen looked away and said nothing, and August just wanted to lie down and rest. Damn it, that was the best orgasm he'd had in months. Maybe years. All he wanted was to curl up underwater, or even Gwen's bed, he'd take that, and just rest. And instead, no, he found himself awkwardly wondering how to even begin offering Gwen aftercare when Gwen was so damaged, so broken. His mind, unbidden, flashed upon what he'd learned about Gwen and Ethnician. There was a great deal of broken in Gwen, and someone who assumed that torture was fine as long as he'd heal from it. And it would have been torture. He knew Ethnician, and he knew what one could do to a court status fay that wouldn't leave scars. Everything was fair game broken bones, even being cut and stabbed. Almost anything that was basically mechanical torture and not magical torture wouldn't have left a scar. And the rest of the Fae talked about Gwen's reputation of withstanding torture on the battlefield, and suddenly something had clicked into place in August's mind, and he hadn't wanted to feel that way about Gwen. But he couldn't help himself. It wasn't right. Family was supposed to be family. Ash had taught him that. Instead, here he was dealing with the aftermath of a Gwen he had broken himself. Seeing him retreat into this passive mindset was disturbing. I tied you up, gagged you when you tried to safe foot out of it, and then forced a metal rod into your cock and mocked you while you cried. And although all of that sounds like a perfectly reasonable night of fun to me, can we take a moment to enjoy how spectacularly you fell apart? Why aren't you angry? August poked him in the neck, for good measure. Gwen swallowed and drew his legs up and said nothing. Damn it, August thought. I don't care about you, I just want to rest, and as soon as I solve the puzzle of what went wrong, that's what I will do. Rest. August reached up and tugged at one of Gwen's curls, drawing it forward and watching it spring back into place again. He pushed fingers into his hair, licked the side of Gwen's face. Gwen didn't flinch away, didn't lean into it. When August leaned back to survey the results, Gwen's eyes were closed. August sighed and leaned his head on the pillow, kept moving a hand in Gwen's hair. This was beyond frustrating. The ache of awareness and discomfort inside of his chest especially so. I'm not angry, Gwen managed, finally. He didn't open his eyes as August pushed himself up on one arm to look at him. Why? You didn't know I'd react like that, and you couldn't see me, and so it's fine, August. You stopped eventually. I'm not angry. August's mouth dropped open, because this was worse, somehow, than being temporarily demoted on a whim, or beaten, or fucked until he bled, or gagged for a month, or any one of a number of things. A cool sickness chased the remaining sparks out of his body, and he resisted the urge to shake Gwen until he snapped out of it, because firstly he could practice restraint when he had to, and secondly shaking people rarely solved his problems. Not unless he was shaking people he was about to eat, and that was a different story altogether. I'm sorry, let me see if I have this straight. You're telling me that the reason everything is fine, and that you're not angry, is because I couldn't see you, as though, somehow, that was not a choice I made and inflicted on you? I know logic has never been a strong point of yours anywhere but on a battlefield, but— Stop it, Gwen said, face creasing. Stop, I'm not angry. I was... 
Well, I'm sure you'll laugh to hear it. I was just hurt. I know full well how pathetic it must seem to you, and I'm sure you can attempt to imagine how pathetic it must seem to me. I don't want to talk about it. I would just rather forget that this afternoon ever happened. Thank you. An unpleasant memory had thrust itself up in August's head at Gwen's words. He remembered, suddenly, the way he'd felt when Ash had sent the living shadows over to possess him, to force him to declare his own surrender in front of Gwen, no less. And he remembered, of all things, not feeling angry, as he had every right to, but instead only the shocked, cold fear of betrayal, the hurt of it. And not once, since then, had it ever occurred to him to feel like he needed to be angry at Ash, that he needed revenge. Not once did he begrudge his brother the throne, even though out of the two of them only one had ever wanted it. Hurt, not angry, August thought. Betrayed, not vengeful. What more proof do you need that he likes you? A small part of August crowed victoriously in his chest. He could use this against Gwen, this discovery of just how deeply Gwen felt for him. And he would, one day, use it against him, he was sure. That was his way, and it was ridiculous to assume otherwise. But a larger part of him remembered how he'd felt when Ash had betrayed him like that. And though he knew the situations weren't the same, couldn't ever be the same, he knew the kind of feelings that needed to be there to bypass anger entirely and drift into whatever mess Gwen was still recovering from. His chest ached dully. No more sounding, August said quietly. Ever. Gwen swallowed audibly. He nodded once. Anything else? August said, and Gwen opened his eyes and looked up at the ceiling. Eye contact, Gwen said, voice rough. I need that. August closed his eyes and despaired at Gwen's awkwardness, at how it plucked at something inside of him, something that made him want to forego rest and stay until Gwen relaxed or got angry or decided to do paperwork or something. Anything else? August prompted again, and Gwen shook his head. I'm going to stay here, if you don't mind. You can imagine that me making egregious errors regarding judgment in these matters doesn't actually happen to me that often. And I'd like to lie here and absorb the fact of my own mistake, about as melodramatically as you insist on lying here and staring up at the ceiling. Gwen's lips quirked up in something approximating a smile. Not quite, but almost. August moved his arm over Gwen's chest and curled his fingers over his shoulder, protectively. I might want to come later, Gwen murmured, and August laughed into an expansive skin that smelled and tasted like iron and the remnants of lightning strikes. <laughs> well, last I checked, I am your prisoner, so I suppose you shall do with me what you will. He expected Gwen to nod, to laugh, to appreciate being reminded of his position of power after being brought so low, and when no signs of any of that happened, he stroked Gwen's forearm and hoped he wasn't thinking about what August had wanted him to start thinking some time ago, that the lines between prisoner and captor were blurred these days, and that Gwen was far more captive than he was willing to admit. It wasn't all bad, Gwen said finally. I want to try the slower pace thing that you did. You enjoyed it so much, August. August raised his eyebrows, disturbed. He wasn't sure if he wanted to show that side of himself to Gwen again. It wasn't even something he really showed to his clients. But then... He's not a client, is he? The part of himself that wanted to use Gwen's feelings for August against him one day quietened. 
It had no choice. After all, it was difficult to feel victorious when he realized he was in a similar situation. August sighed and closed his eyes, tracing a small circle into Gwen's shoulder. "'And you like it when I enjoy myself, do you?' August said, pushing his voice into idleness, as though he didn't care. He felt Gwen's hesitation, as though he'd only just realized how much he'd revealed. He truly had no idea how much he'd revealed already. August exhaled slowly, for he had wanted the power to ruin Gwen for a long time, and now that he had it, he became aware of the situation he was in. Once, he destroyed a king and lived to regret it as he regretted very little in his life. He wouldn't rush into such destruction again. He learned his lesson the first time.